Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 50. We have hit half a century, Kirby. That's right, baby. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me as always, and I just spoke to him two seconds ago, so I probably <laughs> don't need to introduce him, is my good pal from Coshocton, Ohio, Dr. Kirby Hossam. And Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing well. So last last week I was at 80%. This week I'm probably at 90% for whatever reason. It's hanging on a little bit, but I'm I'm getting better each and every day. How are you, man? Doing great, and you're inching upward, which I love. You're you're yeah. you're getting better, you're getting stronger. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the six million dollar man. We can rebuild him. <laughs> you know, it's like we talked about last week. You don't compare to other people, but you know, I'm just right. trying to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. Understanding, you know, who's better than most of, in fact, better than every single other order platform in the promotional products industry. Do you know who's, who that is? Who's that, Bill? That would be the good people at Common Skew. And I got to tell you, if you want to spend less time entering orders, you want to spend more time selling. And frankly, if you don't want to spend more time selling, get out of the business. Just stop now. Just hang it up. It's over, baby. If you want to sell more, though, if you're one of the people who want to achieve more, you want to sell more, you want to be more efficient in your promotional products business, have beautiful presentations to share with your clients, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you you do not stop this podcast right now, go into your internet browser and type in www.commonskew.com backslash unscripted and give Common Skew a try. It's a free trial. It's a cloud-based software. We've talked about it here for 10 straight weeks about how wonderful it is. And if you're not getting on the internet right now, you're doing yourself, your clients, and your family a disservice. That's right. You are you are insulting your grandmother. You really are, and and if and if you don't feel shame at this particular moment for not visiting uh, Common Skew backslash Unscripted, then you have no shame. That's right. That's right. And we should probably hang out. We should. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe so. All right, Kirby. I want to thank you for absolutely having the courage to do this podcast with me when you're playing a little bit hurt. Are you ready to broadcast at an exceptionally high level today? I am going to do my very best, my friend. Excellent. Are you, if you're ready, then why don't you fire off the first topic we will discuss today? Okay. Um, so I wanted to start with a little bit of a pet peeve of mine, and I wanted to see if it's a pet peeve of yours. Um, All so, right. So um, as you know, right now it, I'm in a season, right, where I've got a lot of balls in the air. I'm trying to, uh, got a, several big projects. Um, and between Facebook and texts, I have created in my mind a brand new pet peeve in my life, and that is group messages. Uh, like here lately, I don't know why, but I have been tagged in text group messages and Facebook group messages, and man, there is just not a really delicate or graceful way to exit out of those. Um, at least I, I haven't found one. And there are they're like the bane of my existence right now. It's like every like because it's like and not only are they tagging me in group messages, but then everybody on the group message feels the need to say, okay, send. Thumbs up, send. 
sounds good, send. And so like my phone just blows up and I'm in the middle of nine projects and I'm like, oh, this is probably important. Not at all. So I was curious to see if this is something that is only to me and I'm just a grumpy old man or if it's like, do we need all of the group messages? Well, you are a grumpy old man, so let's just get that right out of the way. Now, I, 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 people don't include me on those group messages because they know I can't stand them. Okay. Um, the few times I've been involved in a group message, I immediately uh, do an awkward dismount and okay. get out of the message. I just say, hey, uh, my, phone, my phone's blowing up. Just let me know what's going on outside of this. And I leave the group. I, I don't need... Again, I am a believer that uh, the cell phone giveth and the cell phone taketh away. Yeah. And what I have tried to to preach to myself, my kids, whoever will listen, is that this cell phone that I hold in my right hand is a wonderful, wonderful device, but it is for my convenience, not yours. Right. So, uh, Kirby, if you call me or text me and I don't answer... It means I'm busy. It right. means I've got stuff to do. I'm focused on human beings in front of me. Right. Um, and so I, I'm very clear about that with, with people. You've heard me say it several times. Hey, look, I'll get back to you. I, I No one's ever accused me of not being responsive. Right. I get back to people. But in terms of those group text messages, all it serves to do is blow up your phone. Yes. And that's frustrating and annoying. I don't need people saying okay and thumbs up and winky emoji or poop <laughs> emoji or whatever it might be. Um so I just, I refuse to participate. I just don't. You know, it's funny. I, it, I've struggled because uh, the, the two of the more recent ones that I'm, and honestly, I, I really like what you're saying because it, it kind of, it speaks to me because I really do want to dismount out of these things. But like one of them was a former um, um, classmate who's just been going through troubles. And so somebody set him up a GoFundMe to help with their car repair or right. something. And like, like you feel like a jerk, jumping out of that nope well that's fine i have felt like a jerk and the the other one is uh at my church Mm -hmm. uh group text messages and it i joke with my wife that they always figure out the day that it's a brew day which means Mm -hmm. i have literally got my hands full for like six hours literally right uh and man i get like these text messages from the church which again i feel a little bit guilty about you know jumping out of But you shouldn't because you're living life. Life is not to be meant to be lived behind a screen, computer, television, cell phone, or otherwise. So I feel no sense of guilt when I am experiencing life. And I find it very freeing at times, like at night. Um, There are many times I will put my cell phone down in another room to go charge it or whatever. And I walk away from it. And it's refreshing. And there might be 18 text messages waiting for me the next morning when I look at it or whenever I look at it. But that's fine. Yeah. If if people really need to get a hold of me, they'll call. Yeah. And so I just I just like I said I don't participate in that. I don't need to be accessed twenty four seven because what happens is you end up feeling what you're feeling, which is guilty. Um, and I I don't think that's really what the intention was. I mean, yeah. honestly, as much as I love cellular technology and, and the little magical boxes we all carry around. It's a pain in the ass. Right. Uh, I, I will say that you can feel free to not include me on any group message you're putting out there. I'm, I'm uh, with you on that one. I would never start one. I <laughs> yeah, would, true. Honestly, I, I made it a point to learn not... I, I don't even know how. I mean, I know how to, but the only group to message I'm on are with my kids and my wife so that I know where those ding-dongs are running around all summer <laughs> long. So Fair. when I'm not at home, I know what's going on, but that's it. All right. Well, cool. That was my pet peeve of the day. 
Well, excellent. So I've got a, a quick, uh, let's get to something industry specific. Okay. So ASI, a couple months ago in the counselor put out an article about suppliers called the big squeeze. I think we, I remember we spoke about it on this podcast, Right. talked about, you know, how all the pricing pressure on uh, suppliers and the demands on their time and travel and all that. They put out a second version of that or a part two, probably be a better way to put it. So the big squeeze part two, and this is about distributors. Okay. Feeling um, kind of angst how profit is being sapped from them, and they had some pretty, pretty high uh, high level luminaries in the industry uh, participating in that. It was Greg Muzillo from Proforma, it was Memo Can from uh, Promo Shop, Joanne Lance uh, from Geiger, who we both know very well, sure. um, and Jim Stutz from Halo, and they talked about the four things that distributors are feeling. Um, and I want to run through them real quick and then get your perspective if, as a distributor, what you're feeling, yeah, um, from your clients. Okay. So one is pricing pressure that you're they're constantly being asked, constantly being asked to lower their margins and from a competitive standpoint, whether it be in a traditional dropship transactional sale or even uh, on more obviously a, um, a, a RFP situation where there's a large contract. Um, that is difficult to get paid, that right. uh, clients are now stretching uh, 60 and 90 days, whereas it used to be just big companies did that. Now big companies are maybe pushing to 180. Right. Um, the need for speed in terms of responsiveness, it's kind of that Amazon effect I think we all feel, that uh, you know Amazon's so good at what they do and we all buy so many things from Amazon and it's so frictionless and easy and, and the ease of communication is, is so rapid, that's so speedy. So how are we reacting to that? And, and the need to upgrade technology to suit what our clients need. So as a very successful distributor, but still a very small business, right? In in the promotional products world, you're in the top 5% easily, probably top three, Kirby, but still a very small business. What profit sapping angst do you have with your clients? What's the number one thing when I ask you, what is the profit sapping angst you experience? Oh man, that's a, it's a, that's a great question. And you're I'm, damn right. It is. I thought it up. I knew it. Um, you're always well, well thought. Um, so I think really it's the hidden charges and it's the heart and you and I've sort of talked about that in, in the past and it's, it's the nickel and dime stuff that I, I understand where suppliers are coming from to charge it. Okay. So this is not an attack on suppliers, but on the other side, our customers don't understand why they need to pay it. So I'll give you a couple of examples. I mean, and you've heard me like proof charges are one of my pet peeves in the industry. I just, I think it's one of those pieces that it saves all of us money, all of us time long-term. And so that's, and so like, that's an example that like my customers are like, so you want me to pay so that you can get my imprint right? Like, again, from the customer's perspective, that's not a piece that makes sense. Um, Another example might be like for exact quantity match. I think you and I have talked about that as well. Yep. Customers don't understand, like you don't have to pay extra to get two shoes. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, and anytime you talk to suppliers about this, they say, well, you don't understand it's manufacturing. Well, I don't have to, I'm the customer, right? Like to a degree, to a degree. Um, And because at the end of the day, my customers don't understand and they don't want to pay for that. And so what happens is, and to answer your question, is then I think a lot of distributors, I think we're certainly one of them, is we're like, well, we don't want to charge our customer that. So it just becomes a a charge that we absorb that decreases our overall gross profit. 
Right. So that that is your biggest challenge that, that they they keep eroding your gross profit. Correct? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Now, and again, on that other side of that, that article, she they talked about how some of the big boys were, you know, um, chipping away at suppliers. Um, gross margin. So I get right. that that comes on both ends, but I'm like, you know, I think it, it, it they, those aren't coming from distributors our size, right? No, that, totally that, get yeah. It. So those are mine. No, good answer. I'd love to hear from our audience, uh, especially on the distributor side, since as we're talking about, what are the pricing pressures they're feeling from their clients? Well, the other, and if I may, I'm sorry, I want to jump, is, you may. is shipping. Right. Yep. And that's nobody's fault, really. I, like, it's just a reality. It's so funny because our customers don't, you know, they want free shipping. Well, well, that's a challenge, right? It is. And now do you use, and if you don't want to disclose, you don't have to, because I don't, you may have customers who listen to this. I don't know. Do you use shipping as a profit center? No, no. Okay. Uh, I know some distributors who do right. that. Yeah. Uh, it, we, um, w- we have... Every once in a while, we'll pad it just a little bit, just based on shipping and handling, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, but it's not, absolutely not a profit center. That's a place. Uh, and so I think that's one of those places where you go, um, we have the least amount of control over the cost, but our customer, it's a point of angst for our customers. Well, sure. It's a point of angst for everybody. Right. You know, I mean, it, it just, it's, it's just the way the world is right now. So no, interesting stuff. Cool. <laughs> Got another topic for us? I do. Um, so I really um, enjoyed your article, Bud Light article, uh, the yes. Bud Light conundrum. Uh, the Bud Light conundrum. Right. So first of all, I just like the word conundrum. Um, but uh, so it, it was interesting. I, and as you know, I'm a, a craft beer guy, so I, right. you know, I understood your your point. Good stuff. And I I found myself leaving there going, huh? What's Bill's favorite beer? So if if Bud Light is canned horse piss, as you so eloquently stated, uh, what what sort of is your go to? Or maybe there's multiples. Um, there's multiples, and so first of all, the the term canned horse piss was not mine. <laughs> okay, um, I, I it was actually a a, a beer connoisseur's uh, in, uh, description of Bud Light. Okay, um, and I don't mind a Bud Light on occasion. My go to beer um, are two. So I'm a Texas boy. Yep. I grew up in Texas, and I love Shiner Bock. Okay, I find it to be uh, you know it's it's an easy drinking um, dark lager, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. And then um, when I but if I like it, my my IPA go to, so I have my lager go to, and I have my uh, IPA go to. My IPA go to is Lagunitas, right? Mm. It's hard to get that wrong. It's it, even though it's 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 a little mass produced, it's still a very good complex beer. A little couple notes of bitterness. Um, I though, and this will shock people, perhaps. Okay. okay. Um, I am much more of a cocktail guy. Okay. Um, in in just for the most part, if I'm going to go out for an evening and have, you know, uh, a couple of drinks, I really would prefer to have cocktails because I don't get as full. Oh, okay. Um, I, yeah. I find that as I uh, my you know unscripted is fifty today. As I creep closer to fifty <laughs> in in two and a half years, I'll be fifty. Um, I find that you know one or two, after one or two beers, I. I feel pretty full right um 
So I, I really tend to gravitate more towards uh, cocktails. Um, but uh, I do, when, when it comes to, to beer, I, I do like uh, Schinerbach, and then I love the Lagunitas mm. IPA. Yeah, those are good, good choices, about you? my friend. Besides your own beer. <laughs> yeah, so the Mad Marshall's IPA. Uh, so I, I would say, like right now, and, and, and like you, I think uh, different seasons call for different beers in my life. Um, and so right now, I actually... I know you're not a giant fan of Sam Adams, but I really like their summer ale. Um, so I, that's a that's a nice sitting on the front porch on a hot day uh, beer for me. I enjoy that. And uh, Great Lakes is a brewery I like. It's out of Cleveland. Uh-huh. And I'm familiar. Yeah, their Dortmonder uh, is probably one of my favorites. It's good in bottles, but it's really good on draft. So your your favorite summer beer is the Sam Adams summer beer, at least currently, correct? Right. Yeah, just this okay. moment. Well, I will tell you, I discovered a really good summer beer, and it, it just so happens it is from Shiner. Okay. Um, and they have a summer uh, strawberry blonde ale, and really? it's actually made with, instead of ma- being made with strawberry puree, which most strawberry beers are made with, they're actually made with fresh strawberries. Wow. And, you can, and, and it's, it's very light, very refreshing. And I mean, it's one of those things, you know, if you, you mow the lawn and you grab a glass of water and you can just down it like that. And that's how easy drinking that, that I will beer check is. that so out. You can find it. It's the strawberry blonde. Absolutely. So no, I like that. That sounds really good. I'll check it out. All right. Cool. So we've got a, a time for a couple more. Yep. A couple more here. So the, I don't know if you noticed, but our good friends at Snugs Supplier Snugs had a, a contest over the past yeah. few weeks for their uh, shoe product, which is called Soul Kicks, and yep. they can be completely customized. And they really pushed engagement on this. Yeah. And a lot of people participated. Uh, we at Promo Corner participated. I saw a lot of distributors participate. Some really cool stuff. And it created so much buzz, both on Common Skew's social platform, on um, Facebook, and they picked three winners. Okay. And uh, I think brand-wise, uh, our friend Andrew Nisenal won that. Uh, we got first place. Nice. Uh, Promo Corner won third, which was pretty exciting. And I will be wearing those shoes next week at Expo East. Nice. So uh, pretty pretty fun stuff there. But it, it left me wondering, okay. why the hell don't other suppliers do this? It's such an easy thing for snugs to do. Mm. Completely engaged people got people's creative juices flowing, mm. and some of the the entrants were just spectacular. And you know what? This is going to end up costing snugs <laughs> about eighty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, I I I think I was talking to Cody Belknap over at Snugs, and I think we're going to kind of make a little bit of a big deal about it next week while I'm at Expo East and, and getting the shoes at the booth and nice. wearing them for the show. I mean, it's good content for them. It's good content for for promo corner why don't other people do this and why don't distributors do this i mean it's so easy to do right so easy to do and and like i said the amount of engagement was so incredible yeah so a couple things it really i'm glad you brought this up because shout out to snugs they're doing this right right it's a great example of combining the power of of social and promo and first of all i think what it is is um most people get caught up in their whirlwind, right? Like people right. will tell you, because you hear it all the time, I don't have time to do this. And, and and there's some truth to that. But then the other thing is, is I think a lot of times we mistake um, simple and easy. 
Mm -hmm. I think, to to your point, you were saying, you know, it's so easy to do. I think it's simple to do. Um, I think to do it right, it's not as easy. Um, um, Snugs has really done a great job with it, and I think it's been done in other ways. Like, I think back when uh, um, CommonSkew came out with the SkewBot and the stress you right. know, that bringing stress back with uh, with that campaign, that was done well. Um, right. But it's you're right. We all need to be thinking of that. You know, like they've they've given us a, a a roadmap. I think to for all of us to start doing bad. I'm actually doing it better. I'm glad you brought it up because I want to start thinking about how we can steal it. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, they are Snugs is killing it um, from a promotion perspective. Um, Cody Belknap and Jeff Anderton, who does a lot of their video over there, really doing some super creative stuff. And yeah. I think a lot of suppliers and I think distributors like you can take some notes from that and figure out how do I engage my audience better. Yeah. You know, I don't, here's the thing. I don't even know from a comfort perspective if soul kicks are great shoes. You know what though? I don't give a shit. Yeah. I can't wait to wear them. <laughs> I can't wait to see them. Um, the design was fantastic and in the contest was great. So yeah. I, I, they are killing it with that. So ab- no, absolutely. So I'm really glad you gave me a shout out because it's a great, great idea and well executed for sure. Absolutely. All right, Kirby got another topic for us. Yeah. Real quickly. Um, and so one of the things that, you know, as we're launching the the other business over here, one of the things that it occurs to me is I think in every project that there is a need for an artist and an engineer. Um, so you've got the art side where, um, and again, whether this is promo, whether this is, you've got the, the, the creative side and then you've got the execution side. Right. Um, and so, I, you know, as someone who's been an entrepreneur, even though you've said it's accidental, yes. you know that when you're a solopreneur or whatever, you kind of need to be both. Right. Yeah. But I find that I gravitate a little bit. I'm pretty middle brained, but I gravitate toward one over the other. And I was curious to see um, which you are more. Are you more artist or are you more engineer? I'm going to answer that face value. I think I'm more artist. Okay. Um, with I, I'm an, I'm artistic with engineering leanings. So yeah. I'm I'm really good at uh, looking at a problem and figuring out how to make it more efficient, which is very much an engineer right. perspective. Yep. Um, and putting the you know the nuts and bolts together. You know how things should be done, the frequency they should be done, uh, the type of engagement and all that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think for for any. Uh, solopreneur, entrepreneur, or even just business leader, I think you have to be a little bit of both. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, I've, I've worked for organizations where, you know, if, if we really, if we, if we broaden that out a little bit, sales is an art and operations is engineering, mm-hmm, right? right? I mean, so uh, I've had organizations that were far too salesy. Right. And I'm definitely a sales guy at the end of the day, a sales and marketing guy. So, and I believe that nothing happens without selling something. But if an organization doesn't have operational efficiencies, you can sell stuff all day long and you're not going to be able to fulfill it. You're going to end up disappointing clients. The experience isn't going to be where it needs to be. There has to be a balance there right. between the, the, the art of sales and marketing and the uh, science and engineering of operations. So I, I, I'm not trying to 
not answer your question, I think you have to be both. So I think we gravitate more toward where our comfort zone is Mm -hmm. and what we like to do, right? Right. I love the art side of it. I love the uh, aesthetic side of things. You know, uh, one of the first things I did at Promo Corner was really look at, you know, what does our website look like? What does our brand look like? Mm -hmm. And what do I want it to be? And and, and that's what we've been working on um, behind the scenes the past couple months. But there's other things working on too. And so how can we be more efficient? How can we deliver our services better? How can we uh, show ROI to our clients? So working on that simultaneously. So to not trying to not answer your question, I think you have to be both. Yeah, and if you're not, if it's, if it's too strong on one side, you're not going to have the, op- if you're too strong on the sales side, marketing side, and the artistic side, you're not going to have the operational chops to back up what you're trying to sell. And if you're too much on the operational side, you're not going to have the skills to sell an awesome uh, product or service. So yeah. there has to be both. Well, I think there has to be both on the team, right? Like, so well, even, yeah. or in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, so it's interesting to me, um, cause I would have said that I thought you were a little bit more engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think you're right. I think you are pretty middle of the road. Um, just because I think you're really good on the process side, but that's, it's, it's interesting. I think I tend to lead a little bit more artist because that, but I hire people who are, better at the details right and right. so it, it I, I just thought it was interesting so no it's definitely interesting it's definitely interesting so we've got time for one quick one okay. um, and then we're going to wrap it up we are in the midst of a couple of major sports leagues that are going through their championships right now the nba finals and the stanley cup finals i'm a nashville guy mm. you're a cleveland guy which is more important in the grand scheme of things the nba finals or the nhl stanley cup finals oh, the nba finals <laughs> Uh, Kirby, you couldn't be more wrong. It's the Stanley Cup Finals, absolutely. Okay, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, Pittsburgh, Nashville. I, I, I uh, don't have a rooting interest in this. I'm probably leaning uh, Nashville, honestly, just because you are rooting for Nashville. Uh, I am. But uh, yeah, I think the ratings will bear out that the NBA is a bigger deal. Well, it is. It is. If, if look, just because Britney Spears sells a lot of albums doesn't make it good music. Okay, fair. So you can fair. you can cling on to the ratings. The sure. fact is that unfortunately the Cavaliers are going to get swept in four. <laughs> well, you don't have to be mean. And I'm not being mean. I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> everybody's listening to this, going, "Why are we talking about the NBA Finals?" By the time this is actually being listened to, the Cavaliers are going to be down three one, and that stinks. But I think that's probably the case. They've been outplayed horrifically by the. Uh, warriors um whereas the mighty national predators two, have two, yeah. absolutely it is two two as we record this mm-hmm. and there is nothing better than nhl playoff hockey all right cool man i think i think i think the nhl is one of those things that is awesome in person I, I, um, I'm it's, not it's as awesome. Much. It is. You're right. It, it's very awesome in person, but it's also awesome in TV. Okay. It's awesome in every possible form <laughs> you can get it in. I, I, I believe it's less awesome than you, but that's cool. Well, that, hey, look, even 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 you can be wrong. <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for our sponsor, Comments And again, if you want to make your life a lot easier as a distributor, do yourself a favor, look at your family, and do something for them right go to commentskew.com backslash unscripted try it free you'll be so happy you did kirby as always thanks again for having the courage to do this podcast and we will talk to you later thank you for listening to unscripted with kirby hossman and bill petrie 
Unscripted is available every Friday only at promocorner.com, the leading digital marketing service for the promotional products industry.